lovely on the mountains are the feet of those who bring the good news of peace and salvation. Our God reigns. That's Isaiah 52.7 in the Bible. It's an ancient prophecy of the coming of Christ to reconcile us to God. Come is the word of Advent, and it's the theme of this series of Soul Talks podcasts. We're blessed to have you join us as we come to Jesus together. Welcome, friends. Thanks for joining us on Soul Talks. We are so grateful that you choose to be a part of this community with us, and we love hearing from you. It's so helpful and encouraging to Bill and I because we just sit here behind these microphones looking at each other, and so it helps us to think about you, and hearing from you helps us as well and greatly encourages us. We heard recently from Aaron, and it came at a time, Bill, when I was kind of discouraged. I was kind of feeling like, I don't know if, you know, we're working so hard. Does this really matter? Is God really using us? And so Erin and her husband have a nonprofit ministry in Tennessee, and she wrote to us saying that she listens to all our podcasts and that the Jesus Easy Yoke book is her second Bible, and she's really needed the encouragement because they've been grieving a huge loss. And had been distraught for a number of days, and so she's particularly gleaning from uh, the openness and transparency of Soul Talks, and it's helped her not give up when she's sort of the buckle under the stress of her circumstances. And she goes on to say that sometimes she even re-listens to podcasts because she uh, wants so badly for her words and attitude to be loving instead of blunt and prickly and insensitive. Mm-hmm. And she says that uh, she hasn't um, grown up with this kind of empathy and uh, tenderness and gentle words. And so she's trying to absorb this way of relating uh, and to uh, strengthen her communication and her skills for her marriage, her family, and her other relationships, and especially her ministry. I love that. I, we hear that from other people too. And I just so respect you when you are working on this and getting a new vision for growing in love and empathy and healthy communication. It makes such a difference in our relationships. And we have to receive that too. We need a model. We have to receive it. And that's one of the reasons why we're talking today on this podcast about Jesus and him being a feeler which means he can empathize with us in our emotions. That's quite a statement. Jesus is a feeler. Mm-hmm. Not, not everybody would agree with that. We maybe think, say, well, Jesus is a thinker, or Jesus is a, a leader, a teacher. Jesus is holy and strong, but Jesus is a feeler. might not seem to resonate. Yeah, I remember we were, I think we were in the car, Bill, you and I driving somewhere, and I was having a lot of emotions, and I was feeling a lot of shame about all the emotions I was having which is not uncommon for me. Thankfully, it's becoming less common for me as I as I grow and mature in Christ. But um, I think you turned and looked at me and you said, "Christy, Jesus is a feeler," and I remember it just stunned me. It just it just stunned me. It was just like, "Oh, I've never had that thought before." It was so helpful to me. It was like you opened the heavens and God's grace just flooded me. And it was like I went from shame to just being 
totally and completely embraced by God and his love and his empathy. And then you you and I talked about it a little bit because I think then maybe I started to challenge it a little bit and kind of say, well, okay, I can see that he felt this and this and this, but do you think he ever felt this? And we kind of had some conversation about it. It challenged me. It was, it was good. Yeah, well, a lot of you listening are sensitive and you're feelers and to uh, you can feel uh, discouraged or alienated or alone or you said, Christy, even ashamed about that when we're in a world of thinkers and activists and achievers and uh, people accomplishing things and moving, uh, we might feel like we can't keep up with all that or we're not as strong or as perfect as all of that. And the truth is that even those of us like myself who are thinkers, we have feelings too and we can be sensitive on the inside too. And so a lot of times that's kept secret and hidden and so something that we do in Soul Shepherding is really try to speak to the heart and to uh, help those of you who are uh, more uh, tender and gentle, uh, perhaps soft-spoken or deep-feeling or creative and artistic or highly relational, to uh, give you a, a seat at the table of leadership and to help you see the importance and significance of your voice and your message and your personality your heart, your, your way of being is greatly needed in your family, your church, your place of work. Well, I think this Advent season, we want people to realize that, you know, Advent means coming. And we want people to realize that actually by becoming aware of our emotions and our feelings, it actually can be a way that we can open to Jesus coming to us. Yeah, That's, because if we're appreciating Jesus coming through through Bible study or through uh, Advent devotionals and this sort of thing, but we are shutting down our emotions, we're not going to experience much of Jesus coming. <laughs> we might think about it and have ideas about it that are, are uh, uh, insightful, uh, but to really experience that closeness with the Lord, we, we need to open up our hearts, we need to open up to our emotions and our needs our vulnerable places, and that, that's where we're going to experience that warmth. Well, you have been thinking about this, and as you do, you often express your, your great thoughts about ideas like this in Bible studies and articles. And so you've written a, a blog on Jesus is a feeler with 37 emotions. And so if you're signed up for the Soul Shepherding blog, you're going to get that in your email this Tuesday. Why did you write that article? Because of what we were talking about earlier. Uh, because I talk with so many people who are sensitive and tender-hearted, uh, whether it's in the counseling office or our Soul Shepherding Institute retreats, people who uh, contact us by email on our website, etc., who have feelings and sensitivities and struggle emotionally and feel left out or like they're uh, slow to keep up. And so I just want to help people connect with Jesus in that place. And I, I want to help us be free of shame. And my own journey as a thinker who, who became a feeler, I, I know what that's like. I, I know how, I know the experience of having deep uh, feelings and uh, feeling uh, alone with that or out of place with that. And it helps so much when we can connect with Jesus and see that Jesus has gone there first. And Jesus feels things deeply, and Jesus 
struggles with uh, negative emotions, and Jesus feels positive emotions, and that this is a, a huge part of our spirituality, our emotional makeup. Is there a specific emotion that Jesus felt that has really helped you receive empathy from the Lord and draw close in intimacy with him? Yeah, well, in the blog, I talk about Jesus having 37 different emotions that are specifically named in the Bible. So there's Greek words for these different emotional states of Jesus. So that's a lot of emotions. It is. 37 emotions. I don't know, those of you listening, if you've ever seen a feeling faces chart, we have one of those on our Soul Shepherding website that you can look up. But there's, there's a lot of different uh, expressions of feeling, different nuances there. And learning the language of feelings is a very important tool in our communication, in our prayers. And so uh, any, anything pretty much that we feel, Jesus has been there. So I was reflecting on this, and I think especially the fact that Jesus felt shame is something that is deeply ministered to me. Now, this is probably one of those emotions where, as you're listening, you're thinking, huh, Jesus felt shame? I don't know. Did he feel shame? I don't, I don't think so. Well, uh, we read in Hebrews 12, too, that he took on the shame of the cross, and uh, he, in particular, he felt shame there. Maybe Jesus felt uh, like he had failed and felt ashamed when he couldn't heal many of the people in his hometown. Yeah, he knew it was because they lacked faith, and he came. He didn't stay ashamed about that, but I imagine he felt some discouragement, some disappointment, and maybe like he wishes he could have done something different, maybe he even felt bad about it. Or when so many of his disciples left him, as John tells us in chapter 6, I believe, uh, do you think he might have felt bad about that? He might have felt mm-hmm. discouraged. Yeah. Sometimes we get this idea about Jesus that he's just always strong in his his confidence and his ideas and his beliefs, and he's just he's so son of God that he isn't uh, a man. And it's like, well, wait a minute. He he is he's fully God. He, he is he is holy and perfect, and he is the unique son of God. But he's also a human being, tempted in every way that we are. So he has emotions and he has struggles. Yeah, as I was reading your blog here on these 37 emotions that Jesus felt, I remember being really surprised when I read that Jesus felt afraid. I thought, hmm, wait a second. Jesus is, and God tells us, don't be afraid, be afraid. do not fear, 365 times. That's another Bible study that we have on soulshepherding.org is all the times in the Bible, 365 times, it says, fear not and do not be afraid. And so I thought, well, is that right? Could, could Jesus have been afraid? And you reference here him feeling afraid in Hebrews 5, 7 of death and him feeling terrified in, in Mark 14, 33. And so to think about Jesus preparing to go to the cross, being so anxious that he sweated blots, drops of blood, thinking that oh, you know, he understands when I'm afraid. His empathy for me when I'm afraid, and I get afraid by much lesser things yeah. <laughs> than, than this, but still just the fact that Jesus knows that feeling of fear and he's endured that and he can empathize with that. Yeah, we were visiting a church recently and heard a sermon on worry and the pastor presented Jesus as being so strong as he never had any worry, he never had any anxiety, he never had any fear. 
And I, I felt a, a disconnect there. I felt like, oh, Jesus is feeling far from me if I think mm-hmm. of him that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, well, wait a minute, you know, Emmanuel, God with us. No, Jesus is with us. He understands from the inside. He has empathy for me, and he feels what I feel, not only for me, but with me. He, he's been there. He's been through that. And I think yeah, Jesus I, felt worry. He felt fear. I think that's helpful to, to, for you to identify that. You know, I wonder... Did he worry about his, when he was preparing to leave, to start his memory, did he worry about leaving his family, his brothers and his mom? Did he worry if they'd be okay? Did he worry, how will I know who to choose for my disciples? Did he worry, you know, where he was going to get his next meal or where he was going to lay his head? You know, he talks about the Son of Man not having any place to lay his head. Did he worry that nobody would respond to his, his message? I wonder those things. I would worry those things about those things if I was Jesus. I think a big part of our difficulty with this subject is we just don't have uh, maybe the language uh, to parse things out, and maybe we don't have enough uh, psychological understanding of emotion, uh, of worry and fear and shame and anger and these different emotions that we talk about in the this Bible study. Because when we say that Jesus was worried or Jesus was ashamed, we're, we're not making a statement that he was uh, so saturated with this emotion that it defined his being. Right, that he was caught up with anxiety or having panic attacks or not able to sleep or function or sick to his stomach or those kind of things. He, he, felt, that he felt them like, like it said he was tempted in every way. Well, feelings are one of the ways we're tempted. Yeah, so he had he had specific circumstances and situations, times where he had emotions, but they didn't define his being. So it wasn't a, a characteristic of Jesus that he was he was a worrywart. That that's right. not true. That right. wasn't his personality. Yeah, well even this passage here in Hebrews five seven, it's modeling and showing us what Jesus was doing with his fear. It said that he was begging God. He was he was praying fervently. He was doing what Philippians 4 says, don't worry, instead pray. Right, and that, that's a great example of, of what we're bringing out here is that when Paul says in Philippians 4, chapter 6, do not be anxious about anything, uh, um, but by prayer and petition, present your request to God. He's, he's not saying don't feel worried, don't feel anxious, don't feel afraid. He's not saying deny that you do feel those things, repress that you do that feel those things. No, the whole point is when you feel worried, mm-hmm. when you feel anxious, when you feel afraid, pray, talk it through, find a safe person to be Christ's ambassador to you, journal, mm-hmm. uh, work this through so that you don't become uh, suffocated mm-hmm. by that emotion and it doesn't overwhelm you and define you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we see we see Jesus do this with other emotions too. When he was angry and he was cursing Corazon and and then all of a sudden he prays. And he in the midst of that, you know, kind of being angry at them for rejecting God, he prays and he goes into abruptly Jesus broke into prayer. Thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. This is the easy yoke passage that we teach on in Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke. And yeah. it's so awesome that Jesus isn't just giving us a, a teaching here with content that's you know, wonderfully insightful, but he, He's showing us 
Jesus is in the easy yoke of the Father, mm-hmm. and he is dealing with a very stressful situation, having been rejected by these different religious cities and his message being turned away. Uh, he now is uh, in tune with God's love, and he's letting the fathers soften his heart and help him to have c- compassion and to, to change his tone of voice and to speak gently to the people right in front of him and invite them into his easy yoke. It's, it's so helpful, honey, because emotions are messy. They're, they're messy. They come at times you don't want them. Sometimes it feels like they're overwhelming. They're so strong. It, and so why, for, for people that have kind of been thinking, well, emotions are bad and they're not safe or they're, they're the caboose, you know, um, what, what would you say about the importance of emotions and being aware of them? Well, one way we can understand this is there's been quite a bit of research that's been done on emotions, and we've developed uh, this term uh, emotional intelligence, and it's scientifically uh, backed and developed that uh, emotional intelligence is key to success in life. Every aspect of life, business and relationships, family, uh, and even faith and spirituality, our self-awareness is pivotal to our ability to offer empathy to other people, to to work hard with motivation, to manage people well, uh, to deal with conflict. And so, in in fact, our EQ is more predictive of success in life than IQ. That's how powerful it is. To be emotionally intelligent is huge, huge, huge. It really helps us to have empathy for other people, to love them, to understand them. And it also is so powerful spiritually because it enables me to grow in my intimacy with Jesus. Even our Advent resource that we have in our store on Soul Shepherding, that exercise is so meaningful to us that we talked about last week and how I've been with Mary, you know, just entering in emotionally to what she might have felt. And I can relate to what she might have felt and then pray and interact with Jesus about how I feel those things because of being aware emotionally, being being willing to be open and aware of what I'm feeling. It draws me close to, to God, and it it opens me to give him access to the deeper parts of my soul. I'm so thankful that you found encouragement, Christy, from Mary and her life and her, uh, through the Holy Spirit, her empathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, this morning I was meditating on Isaiah. That's the the Advent card that I picked for meditation and prayer. And uh, 700 years before Jesus came, Isaiah prophesied that a virgin would give birth to the Messiah and uh, his name would be Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel means empathy. Mm. It means presence. <laughs> it means I love that. bonding. See? And uh, well, Isaiah needed that. He was a, a prophet and... He was rejected by the people, like mm-hmm. Jeremiah and others. He went through a lot of uh, discouragement and feelings of failure and being ostracized, and uh, his prophecies not seeming to come true at times, and people just deriding him. And so he needed to know God as Emmanuel, and he needed to know that God was with him, and God indeed had called him, because there, surely there were times that Isaiah doubted his call. And so, so yeah, I can receive 
God's empathy through the story of Isaiah. And that, that helps me when I'm feeling uh, discouraged or stressed or struggling. So, so many emotions that are spoken of uh, in the Bible and modeled by Jesus, and lots of positive emotions too, like love and joy and peace, which again, these are more than emotions, these are conditions of being, but they love, joy, and peace, hope, faith would normally include some positive emotion. Yeah, I loved as we were, because we spoke on this subject recently too, and when we were speaking about some of these joyful emotions in particular where Jesus was rejoicing when the 72 came back from ministering and he says, I saw Satan fall and just the joy of, you know, the disciples were, God was using them and the joy that he felt in that, that, that I think wasn't just this condition of being, I think it was, but it was also a great happiness, an emotion of that. Yeah. We need to see like Jesus laughing. Luke says he was like exuberant. He was like really joyful, really enthused, really excited and making exclamations. Well, or I think about when a prayer that I'm praying is answered and, you know, sometimes I'll do like a little victory jump and dance, kind of like you do when your team makes a touchdown, yep. you know, it's kind of like, it's like this happy thing. It's like, wow, you know, I got to be a part of God's power, you know, and love manifesting in this person's life. It's, it just doesn't get better than that. Yeah, I'm so glad that you brought up that example, Christy, because even this morning as I was having breakfast, I was uh, reading through these different scriptures in this study on Jesus is a feeler with 37 emotions. And I was pausing on this one about joy and thinking, yes, that's I really need that. I, that's such a good example for me. And just to say, yeah, that's true. The Lord is rejoicing with us as we are serving him. Uh, in many ways, in our in our life, our family, and of course, in our soul shepherding ministry, and it, it makes the Lord happy when He sees that we are uh, not only receiving His grace for our own well being, but we're sharing it with others, mm-hmm. and we're we're learning to work with His power to to do work to advance God's kingdom. Yeah, and it, it must have been so fun for Jesus to see the blind man's eyes open or the lame get up and walk. I mean, he he must have just been so happy that that he could do that. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are a feeler and that you enter into our life experiences with us and you've even gone before us. We see that in the Gospels, the stories of your life, that you feel what we feel with empathy and compassion And thank you, Holy Spirit, for ministering those memories to us and that warm presence of Christ our Lord. Thank you, Father, for your love to us through Jesus. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Your donations to Soul Shepherding cover the production costs of this podcast, so we can offer it free of charge every week. You can give online at soulshepherding.org or mail a check to our office address. Soul Shepherding, 4000 Barranca Parkway, Suite 250, Irvine, California, 92604. You'll find a link and our address in the show notes for this podcast. Thank you for partnering with us to help pastors and leaders thrive with Jesus.